This is Lisa Hawkins. And today I'm going to jump into a subject because we could be here for days trying to talk about love. And you saw yesterday I touched on the love of the Lord and and how love is something that we all desire. But today I'm going to talk about the power of love and how it's used today and, and how we how it devastates us as well. So let's let's be honest and I want you to have a paper and pen about this subject because I don't know about you. I was never taught about love. I think um, the closest I probably got to was knowing that family, you love your family. But when I think about it, on did anyone ever teach me about love and heartbreak? Or did I learn about love watching others either devastated by it or seeing how great love is in movies? And so I want you, if you have your paper and pen, to ask yourself that question. Even if you need to pause on the podcast, to ask yourself, how did you learn about love? If you've been sexually abused, you may have learned about love in a different way or it may not have a healthy uh, meaning based on your experiences. Each of us, I want to examine who was the person who taught you about love? Was it your parents and actually sitting down and talking to you about love? Or was it your parents showing you love? But I think an area that young women and men lack is really we learn about personal hygiene in school. We learn about nutrition. And we're taken to Sunday school to learn that God loves you. But we really are never taught about our own love, our ability to have a choice when it comes to love. And then we learn about love when it's normally heartbreak or love loss or loved one loss. And is that really the time to then learn in the middle of brokenness and heartache? And so, one, I'd like the takeaway from this podcast to be that if you have children, whether grown or or small, that we begin to change that mindset to actually teach our younger ones or people we have influence over about the power of love. And what I'm going to talk about today is an area I never had anyone talk to me about, but I learned through my walk on this highway to hope with God. And it's about the power of love. So let me define and set up a parameter so I can keep us in in one portion because love is such a big and, and huge subject and most folks would say undefinable and no, there, there is no one shoe fits, but there is a couple of things about love that is fixed. 
And it's agape, agape love. And that's the unconditional God love. And so what I want to, the piece I want to talk about today in the area of love is loving this um, meaning. When you say, what is the difference between love and in love? And I'm going to share with you my, from my experience. So don't take this as I'm the authoritarian over love. (laughs) No, I am not. But I know the Lord wants me to share this with someone because he has he's shared this word several times with me in the last week. And I've been thinking about how I can enter this into the podcast. And well, this morning, today, the Lord decided it's today. So I'm going to give you one sentence and I'm going to talk about this. Loving someone means you are only concerned with how he makes you feel loved, special, or appreciated. Being in love means you worry about how to make him feel loved as well, because that's equally as important to you. I'm going to talk about the first part. Loving someone means you are only concerned with how he makes you feel loved, special, or appreciated. And there lies a trap. I want you to really, if you if, if you have to play it back, or I could say it again, loving someone means you are, the on, you are only concerned with how he makes you feel loved, special, or appreciated. So here's a gift. And I'll use myself as an example. In my late teens, early 20s, I, I fell in love. And this person made me feel secure, special, and that this was like soulmate, that this bond was, it was such a powerful feeling. And probably I had had crushes and and thought I, you know, I had crushes before that, I would say. And it wasn't, but this was like, wow, a powerful force within me that made me feel like I could conquer anything, that I had connected with another person that I couldn't sleep didn't care about eating. It was the most magnificent feeling in the world. And I'm sure many of you may have had that feeling. And if you haven't, praise God, because there's someone that you're going to feel like that about. And maybe this podcast will help you that when you're in that moment, that you can either cherish it Um, but you could navigate through it in a healthy way. And so without going through the the long and drawn out of it, um, I was secure. I felt my identity was with this person because now I had found the person that I would go through life with. We weren't married yet, but those thoughts and conversations were being had and plans were being made. But literally from the first week, 
first two weeks in this relationship, it was right out of a romance novel. And so three years later, it ended abruptly. And what's important here is that this was a very love creates a force that is so powerful. And when that love was over, and it wasn't by my choice, what happens to that sentence? Loving someone means you're only concerned with how he makes you feel, how he makes you feel loved, special, and appreciated. So when it was over, where did, where did that love and special and appreciated feelings go? They went with him. And I was left feeling what? Unloved, devastated, not special. But I was left heartbroken, heartbroken. And what's really key here in in this portion is that when we have heartbreak, which many of you have had. That power, that love has to go somewhere. And where does it go? It can go to bitterness. That same power, that same force that was putting life in my body and in my limb and in my dreams and in my hopes had now turned on me because I didn't feel loved, special, appreciated. At that time, I felt like I wanted to die. That power turned to something different. Because see, when we have all of this love and all these emotions and all these feelings, and then the disappointment and the hurt comes, those feelings are still there. But what do we do then with that power? What do we do then with that force? And if we don't have a healthy foundation, which most of us don't, you see, because there had been enough disappointment in my life prior to that, that I can look back now after healing and after counseling, coaching, whatever, um, all the things I, I did after, I can look back and say, when you have a history of of disappointment, you have a history of people letting you down, there's there's a break at some point. There's the bridge falls, there's no bridge, and you just collapse because you have reached your fill. And for me, I saw this at that time, that this was my last opportunity to have that hope. And it was killed. And so the power of that love turned inward into severe depression. And also toward God of why would you let me feel something so special and lose it? Why would you let me know something that made my heart so full and now it's gone? That I had all these hopes and dreams 
based on this feeling of love. And so what I want to share with you is maybe this happened to you, but the power of that love that you lost, whether it was divorce, whether it was through death or sickness, what if you, and I want you to document this in that same page, where did that force of that power of that love turn into? Did it turn into doubt? Did it turn into jealousy? Did it turn into bitterness? Did it turn into you saying, which I said at the time, I will never love someone like this again. I will never have these feelings again. Did you take the power of that love and did you push it into an area of your life that is now blocking you, hindering you, preventing you from receiving and being in love again? I did. I, I focused on my career. I took also and channeled that power into something I felt would be definite in my life. So it was my work. It was my achieving promotion. And, and yes, I got that painfully. And when I had some defeat in my work, it was devastating. Because why? Because I had found something else that I had to succeed at to make me feel loved, special, or appreciated. And so I want to ask you to look at what has you, have you let your heart break? Where did the power, where did those emotions go to? They went somewhere. You didn't just fall, get heartbreak, and then you just stop feeling. Or did you turn yours into a sort of death? If you did. But you channeled those emotions and that power somewhere in your life. And I want you to break that force if it was channeled into something negative, non-productive. It could be addiction. It could be alcohol. It could be drugs. It could be sex addiction. It could be, be anger that you're easily angered. It is somewhere else in your life. Or you have, I pray, you could have jumped into another relationship too soon. And you're in a situation where you're wanting someone else to live up to the dreams and to give you that feeling, that special feeling, that special power that you had with the first person. And they can't live up to that power in the dream that you had the first time. So you're in a self-defeating kind of spin. So if you were there, I want to tell you that you don't have to stay there. That you can trade that feeling of death, feeling of despair, feeling of I'll never be happy, feeling of that hole in your heart. You can give that to God. And 
you can cry out to God and and release everything that you believe that you were disappointed on or you were hurt on. You see, when when I when I got to a place of of healing in this area, I realized I had put too much power, too much dependence, and too much of my life in another human being's hands. And it wasn't fair to that person. And you may say, oh, Lisa, you don't know how this person hurt me. You don't know the disappointment. But guess what? We are all flawed. And we all make mistakes. And it doesn't mean that person didn't love you for a time or that this person didn't love you in the best way that they could. Because, see, we all have our life experience and our disappointments in what we think love is. Some men think love is if I'm providing for my spouse and have them in a nice home and feeding and clothing. They might have seen that growing up and they may view that as love. But it doesn't matter how someone else views love. What's important today is you. And what I want you to see, which I had to see for myself, is that I wanted something from a person that they could never be 24-7 for the rest of my life. Only God has that unconditional love that's sacrificial. And why I was so devastated was because deep down, That's the love my soul was desiring, needing, and wanting. And I put that on a person because that person was the closest to a living person that could give that to me. And so I first was at fault in trying to have someone else design create and provide the identity that I so desperately needed that I should have had from my home life that I should have been told about but things that parents we say we love our children but we don't necessarily teach them about love and so I learned that the love I had was a choice I learned that I can, it's more than a feeling. It's more than what I saw in love stories. And all the love stories were always so devastating. You know, at the end, somebody may die and then the person has left or someone dies. There's, there's always this brokenness at the end. And I remember when I was young, I'd be like, but they at least felt what that was like. And let's be, to be honest with you, Heartbreak is not something to desire, to want. But a love mate and a healthy love is something that truly can't happen until you understand where your true love comes from. Where you understand where that unconditional, that love that loves you when 
you wake up in the morning or on your no makeup, no nothing moment, when you know that you don't have to put on a face or put on an outfit or put on a girdle or put on a weave or a wig for someone to love you, that's when you know that you are experiencing that agape love, that love that gives you identity, that when people reject you, that you say you dust off your feet and you keep moving because you have that love for you before you have that love for someone else. You know that you can love when you don't need someone to make your existence that you need someone to share your space with you, not to make you somebody. God created you somebody. And if you don't know who that somebody is, you will experience heartbreak over and over again because your soul and you are seeking who that person is. So when we say true love feels like security and stability, it's security and stability in who you are. Because then you'll be able to see when someone comes to be in a relationship and to show you love, you will see what healthy love looks like. And you will say, this is someone who can add to me, not take from me. This isn't someone that I have to lose who I am to be in this relationship. I was willing to give up everything to follow this person when I was younger. Because that's what you do in love. You sacrifice and you walk away from your own hopes and dreams because now you create dreams together. No, you are still somebody. Your hopes and your dreams are still important. So when I learned that love is, was a choice, then I prayed to channel the power of that love that was sitting in disappointment, despair, and depression. I channeled it into God. I channeled it into recognizing and repenting to God for having really an idol in my life that I was idolizing someone, that I was worshiping someone else. Because in the end, this worship of someone else would bring me the desires of my heart. And when I did that, I released and broke that soul tie. And when I broke that soul tie, which took, wasn't a one-time thing, but it was a part of my journey on this highway that God was filling that empty space with his love. And I was recognizing that feeling came was coming back. That feeling that I had for this other person, I was now getting my, so my heart filled again with that passion and with that refreshed and with that new birth. You know, when we talk about being born again, I wish we would talk about 
our hearts being born again to to be in that fresh place of love. And I felt that for Jesus. And the Lord was showing me, and if you read my book, Christian Warrior Woman, you will see the examples of what God started showing me and started allowing me to experience, which was his love for me. And his love for me made me feel stable and secure. And I then knew that this was forever. So that then when I started dating folks, the Lord let me know the first date, this isn't the person for me. I could tell from their conversation alone. Their conversation was focused on themselves or what they were about or focused on the two of us together and what we would create. I was able to recognize who was for me and who wasn't for me. So, is falling in love easy to do? Yes, almost effortless. But losing that loving feeling is not that hard to do. Because we channel it and we use it in different ways. So how can we make true love last? Oh, well, that's something, God, you have to go on this journey of releasing that heartache with God so that he can fill you with your truth about love. You know, we can talk about love and we can talk about love for a very long time. But it is something that you first want to experience with God. So I hope that um, when we talk about, you'll find in, in later podcasts, we're going to talk about you know, early signs of, of a person who you actually may want to view as your soulmate. We will talk about that in the future. But number one, if you allowed yourself to be locked by heart, locked up, imprisoned by heartbreak, I want to tell you, you deserve to be loved and to experience it. And it doesn't matter if someone else didn't recognize how wonderful you are. Maybe they did you a favor. Have you ever looked back on or, or the Lord let you see someone that you thought was for you and you saw their life later? I have. And what I saw was the same things I thought about that person. I saw them live out and I saw the next person that they were involved with or married experience the same thing. Because believe it or not, when someone devastates or purposely may hurt or wound you, they weren't good for you and you should almost look at it as a blessing. Thank God I wasn't with that person. I was able to see someone marry someone else and see the person they married life devastated as well. And then you recognize that person could only love to a certain point or may not be love at all, maybe something that they were heartbroken and now they're living out a twisted kind of love. But I was able to say that if I had been in that person's life, 
that I might, I probably would have been destroyed in a deeper, more profound way and may have felt trapped. Because see, when you turn over your life to someone else and that means you've given up on your dreams and you're trying to make their dreams come true, when they leave, you truly are left with nothing because you've given them everything that you've had. But what I want you to know today is that those feelings of despair that people may not know when the doors are closed, God knows. And I'd like you today, because you are filled with love. It's just the enemy has put enough lies and despair into your thinking and into your ideology that this love is actually working against you, working against you having a bright and hopeful future. So, Jesus, I pray for everyone hearing, every woman, every heartbroken woman who is hearing this podcast today, I pray, God, that she has the courage to kneel and profess before you that she had an idol in her life, that she worshipped another person, that left her devastated and that she's asking for forgiveness to release herself, her heart, to forgive that person and to let that person go. That that person has moved on and that she is still left wounded after the divorce, after the relationship ended, after maybe being left with children and no emotional support, financial support. Maybe even this breakup has left her physically sick and ill. Lord, these are all things that are symptoms of the broken heart. I pray right now that you take her heart into your hands, God, and bring a healing and a power and a flood of emotions that, Lord, allow her to release from every cell in her body, every ounce of her blood be released of the heartbreak, and that her heart be reset to a new beat, and that she transitions into knowing that she is somebody, that she is worthy of love, and she has your love first and foremost in her life. And I pray, God, that those feelings channel her into creating a life of joy, of her pursuing hobbies, of her pursuing being a great parent or grandparent, but that success follows her. And that channel that she used to defeat herself will be used to propel herself to a new day and new dreams and a new life in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you that the blood of Jesus just labels her, identifies her right now. Amen.